you are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Lockdown Brewers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, Ben Larson. Find me on Twitter at Cheesehead Talks, also at Lockdown Brewers, the uh, show handle, and Facebook.com slash Lockdown Brewers as well. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKDOWN, and you'll get $10 off your first order. Lockdown Brewers brought to you today by Built Bar. Well, a, a decent weekend, right? That's, uh, it's, I, it commented before that sometimes when you win two out of three, if you lose the last one on a Sunday, you're not feeling so great on a Monday because you kind of ended on a down note, which is definitely what happened with the Brewers uh, on yesterday's in yesterday's game at Miller Park. But they did win the first two. They had a, a thrilling come-from-behind crazy game on Saturday night uh, with Eric Sogard, of all people, hitting the walk-off home run. Uh, to beat the Pirates after they had blown the lead in an incredibly baffling outing by Josh Hader. So we'll get to all that. Uh, also, we'll talk about the state of the crew. Where are they at now? Where do they sit here as we are on the cusp of September baseball? And can they make a run to make this playoff in the expanded field? We'll we'll talk about that. And the trade deadline. A lot of, a lot of talk. A lot of people clamoring for Josh Hader. Just, just crazy scenarios. And a lot of chatter about it, but will anything happen with Hater? Will anything happen with the Brewers today? The trade deadline is at 3 o'clock this afternoon, so we'll talk about that all coming up on today's show. But first, let's get into it with 3 Up, 3 Down. 3 Up, 3 Down. Well, like I said, a, a decent weekend. You know, not so bad. <laughs> Brewers took the first two out of three against the Pirates. They wrap up the series tonight. A uh, little offense Friday and Saturday. That's our first up for, for the night. Nine runs on Friday. That'll get the job done, particularly with Corbin Burns on the mound and only giving up one run, which is pretty good. Uh, and then Saturday, they found the late offense, especially after they blew a lead, they won the game in the bottom of the ninth on a walk-off and a bunch of home runs, four home runs each night. Uh, that's the first time since I think it happened back-to-back games uh, last year. But first time this year, the Brewers have gone four homers in back-to-back games. And so, uh, pretty decent from an offensive output. You wanted it to carry over into Sunday. It did not. Uh, But a little offense can go a long way with this club. We know that. Second up, Corbin Burns on Friday night. I alluded to it, but six innings pitched, three hits, no earned runs, no runs, period. A walk and ten strikeouts for Corbin Burns, who was very, very sharp on on, uh, Friday night. It was uh, nice to see. Uh, a really dominant start by Burns. He looked great and very encouraging as always. He's been good as ERA now under three and a real success story for the Brewers so far here in 2020 when you consider what happened in 2019. I mean, he's just been fantastic. Uh, the third up, 
uh, picking up Hader Saturday night. Uh, you know, Josh Hader, who uh, will get to really, really baffling outing where he walked five. Just crazy, right? And uh, the Brewers down in the dumps. You're thinking, oh, man, that's a tough way to blow a game. And, you know, just can't find a way to string a, t- a couple of wins together. And uh, then the, the answer in the bottom of the ninth. Uh, get a runner on and then Sogard hits one out to right. Jumped on an inside pitch and that's the way he usually hits home runs. He kind of low inside. Typical for a lefty, you know, and, and knocks it out of there. And the Brewers win. I think that's, I saw the note that it was uh, Sogard's first walk-off home run in his career. He had 13 homers last year. This was his first of 2020 for the Brewers. And so a nice moment there. And the celebration was kind of funny, right? It was like a little bit of a COVID celebration. Not as uh, crazy with the Gatorade and throwing things at the player. Some head padding, some jumping around, but not too crazy. Uh, so we'll hopefully get a few more of those this year. Brewers haven't had any uh, before Saturday night there. As far as the uh, downs go, uh, the Sunday frustration, right? They just... Could not really get anything going. They had a chance yesterday in the seventh when they loaded the bases with two outs, uh, but then uh, they they sent Justin Smoke up to pinch hit, and he flew out to end the inning. And just, again, kind of rough day offensively. They only score a run. They were down the whole game. We just couldn't get any momentum going in what was kind of a long game yesterday, and the Brewers uh, drop the Sunday decision. But this is a kind of a rare wraparound weekend series. And I'll get to the importance of tonight's game a little bit, too. It's just, it just seems pretty important here for the Brewers. Uh, second down, uh, Anderson and Woodruff in their starts. Brett Anderson not very good after he had been stellar his uh, previous timeout uh, pitching into the seventh inning. Just didn't quite have it, kind of battled through, but he allowed four earned runs and wasn't great. And then Brandon Woodruff yesterday. Now, Woody, to be fair, uh, and this, I think, is completely fair. He's got some stuff on his mind. He's about to uh, oversee. <laughs> what do you do? Go down and be with his wife for the, uh, I guess he's not really overseeing. The doctors are probably overseeing. But he's about to go down and be with his wife for the birth of the third child. And he left right after the game. So clearly there was some things on his mind. And he was kind of close to having a, a pretty good start, but uh, allowed a couple of runs in the fourth and ends up only going five, allowing four earned runs. Uh, Walk three, struck out seven. His ERA slowly climbing here for Woodruff, now up to 3.67. He just hasn't been as sharp as he was early in the year, and me clamoring for him to be an ace, I'm just kind of putting on on hold right now because it's not there. It's just not there right now. He drops to two and three on the season and just didn't quite have it yesterday. Brewers didn't give him any run support either, so there is that. But it just wasn't uh, wasn't there for him yesterday. Uh, third down, Josh Hader on Saturday night. I mean, got to got to give it. You ever seen that before? I mean, I suppose you have if you watch baseball long enough. You see a guy just come out who's usually you know Hall of Fame good like Hader, and he had five walks, walked the leadoff guy, got an out, then four consecutive walks to drive in two runs to turn a one-run Brewer lead into a one-run Brewer deficit. And he just didn't have it. He was missing by a mile. He couldn't find it. It was crazy, right? It was wild. I'd never seen anything quite like that. And the Brewers, uh, you know, trail, but find a way in the bottom of the ninth, thankfully, to come back and win the game. And Hader couldn't really explain it. I hope, I don't know. You, you know, you look at him and 
to the uh, layman. You can't see what is wrong, why he can't find the strike zone. Was it a release point issue? Was it just a feel point issue? It's just, it can be a little crazy. And, and the crazy thing about baseball, really all sports, is how off a great player can be from time to time. How a guy can be stellar one night and then just horrid the next. And that's what we found with Hader on a Saturday night. And it was it was wild scene with Josh Hader not being able to find it. So, uh, again, the Brewers picked him up, and you hope they can run him out there soon so he can put that uh, behind him and find a way to become Josh Hader again. On a positive note, he got one-third of an inning pitched. He allowed two runs, but he has not still allowed a hit. In all of his outings this year, he has not allowed a hit, amazingly. Uh, he has allowed a run, a couple of runs now, but not a hit. <laughs> so nine and two-thirds of no-hit baseball, I believe, is where we're at with Josh Hader. Uh, so, yeah, that's three up, three down. You know, I guess the, the main takeaway is you kind of look at the state of the crew here, okay, on on this uh, Monday as we look back. And, again, about to head into September. We're past the midway point of the, the shortened season now. And as you look at the state of the crew, I think the big question on my mind is when will a winning streak come? You know, they, they stumbled – uh, after being to 500 a couple of weeks ago, or not a week and a half ago, whatever it was, when they were heading into Minnesota, you're feeling good, and they've just been sort of middling and stumbling since. They, they now sit at three games under 500. Uh, and again, I'll talk about tonight's game in a minute. But if if you look at the standings, they're you know in third place. They're still technically, I guess, as you calculated, a game behind the the Cardinals. Hard to calculate that one. They just haven't played. Uh, the Cardinals, I'm talking about, haven't played a lot because of COVID. And so they're, they're still trying to make up a ton of games and trying to just figure it out. You know, what is what is going to happen? Uh, can the Brewers, again, find a way to get hot? And you don't have to get red hot. You have to really be a 500 team. Really, that's, that's what you have to do. And they're blowing a golden opportunity with this weaker point in their schedule. You know, I guess I'm kind of done... Uh, in the future looking at weaker and stronger points of the schedule as trends because I was so hoping the Brewers, and it looked good. They had some momentum going into this 20-game stretch in the middle of their season where they had a chance to to make progress, but they just haven't been able to kind of get out of their own way offensively. And that's kind of where they're at. I mean, again, it was good to win a couple games against a Pirates team that's, you know, bad. Uh, they had not done that the weekend before when hopefully that was the low point of the season. Uh, but 15 and 18, you know, Cardinals are 12 and 13. The Cubs uh, appear to be kind of running away with the division here. Brewers are four and a half games back. Again, I know they've been in that position before and chased down the Cubs in September. So anything's possible, but Cincinnati right behind them. And that's going to be a battle. I would imagine my, my bold prediction here is the team that finishes, uh, behind, how am I trying to phrase this? The, the Brewers or Cincinnati will make the playoffs, whoever finishes ahead of one another, right? If Cincinnati finishes ahead of the Brewers, they'll be in, the Brewers will probably be out, and vice versa. That, that's my prediction. Now, both of them could get in, but my prediction is is that with the Brewers and Cincinnati. Uh, Reds are 15 and 19 as they had a doubleheader, so they, they played one more game now than the Brewers. But, you know, that's that's where you're at here, and it's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. can you find a way? To get together, can you win 7 out of 10? I don't even need a big winning streak here. Can you figure out a way to win 7 out of 10? You got the Tigers, uh, Pirates tonight, then Tigers for 4, 
uh, two this week, then an off day. Then you go to Cleveland for three. That's going to be tough as Cleveland is really uh, hot in the, in the, in the uh, American League Central. They're tied for first right now with the White Sox. The Twins have dropped into second place. But Cleveland's really played well. And 21-13 uh, and 13 right now. So that's going to be a tough series. And then you get two at Detroit. So you got to take it. I'll say it again. you got to try and take advantage of playing Detroit. Pittsburgh tonight. Detroit for four. Uh, you know, in the next week. Try to do it. Ken and Cleveland. It's going to be tough. But that's... Can you figure out a way to string together a, a nice little streak here to get you back to 500? <laughs> this is the theme of the season. Can you figure out a way to be at 500? Uh... I don't know. It's going to get tough. And then the last, of course, 20 games, you got St. Louis 10 times, Chicago, you know, Cincinnati again. So uh, this is the last game of the year against Pittsburgh tonight for the Brewers, and they did not do what they needed to do against the Pirates. They just didn't. That sweep last weekend really hurt you. And, and you talk about the importance of tonight's game. It's not just because you're playing the Pirates. It's because you've got to figure out a way to stop treading water. And you, you dropped one yesterday where you couldn't hit. You got shut down. Okay. Now you're going to face a pitcher which you've been very poor against, uh, you know, in his career against you. So you got to figure that out and try to come up with a way to get it done tonight. See, so don't you know they split the series against the Reds after winning the first two. I'd hate to split the series against the Pirates after winning the first two. Blech. Right? Figure out a way to find a way to win this game and and get back to you know two games under 500 and you know you hit the road that way. In Detroit, just that's really the the chore here for the Brewers. They can't keep dropping back to four games under five hundred. Then you're threatened to drop further at five, and you know that sort of thing. Find a way to to make some progress here. I mean, that's you know clearly. I mean, I know that's what they're trying to do, obviously, but it's just slow coming. Now the offense has shown some signs of life, save yesterday. So maybe they can continue that tonight. Figure figure out a way to hit some home runs and and get it done. So we'll talk about that game tonight coming up. Well, I'm going to also dive into the, the trading deadline, the trade talk here. People seem to be obsessed with trying to figure out deals that the Brewers would accept for Josh Hader. Uh, so I'll talk about that coming up. Uh, that's on the way. You're locked on Brewers. We all know 2020 has been a crazy year. Just, just you know, unprecedented, right, with everything that's been going on. Can the Guinness Book of World Records give 2020 the world's greatest delay of game? Even though sports had a break, your businesses didn't. You've had to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. So right now, Indeed offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it and fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash LockdownMLB. That is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash LockdownMLB. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. When you need wine at 4 p.m., sushi at 9 p.m., a breakfast burrito at 8 a.m., an ibuprofen at 10 a.m., a Postmate it. Postmates is your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever kind of delivery service all year round. Anything you're craving, Postmates can deliver. They're the largest on-demand network in the U.S. and offer a delivery from 
all restaurants, grocery and convenience stores and traditional retailers you could possibly want or need. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Postmates will bring you what you need within the hour. No more trips to the store. You don't even have to know where the store is. Postmates will deliver anything to you. Download the app for iOS or Android for free. Browse local restaurants and businesses and track your delivery in real time. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start the free deliveries, download the app and use Locked On, the promo code Locked On. That's code Locked On for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it, download Postmates, and save with code Locked On. All right, let's talk about the Brewers and Josh Hader as the trade deadline hits today, okay? And I realize I'm saying this and I could be eating these words, I suppose, but I'm just, I'm not seeing it with trading Josh Hader or, or any of the young gun pitchers the Brewers have. I don't know if we call them that yet or not, but, uh, you know, Woodruff, Burns, Peralta, Hader, the young guns. I, I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm not ready to call them that yet. But, you know, I'm seeing all these scenarios because, you know, people like to have time on their hands, apparently. <laughs> and they like to, to try for, you know, would the Twins take this or give the Brewers, would the Brewers take X, Y, and Z for Hader or, you know, just name your team and maybe what they could give up for Josh Hader. And my thought is no. <laughs> my thought is no. Uh, I don't have enough time to try and put together, you know, trade scenarios. <laughs> I wouldn't anyway, even if I did have the time. It's not something I get into. But, you know, would, should the Brewers trade Hader? No. No, they've got three years of club control left for Josh Hader. Okay. You've got Christian Yelich, you just signed to a really long-term deal. Freddie Peralta, you signed to a mildly long-term deal. <laughs> long-term enough. You've got Woodruff and Burns, who you've got club control over through the year 2024. Hater for three more years. You know, Adrian Hauser for, I think, uh, three more years as well, if, I'm, if memory serves, at least two. And though, you know, they haven't been dominant this year, talking about Woodruff and Hauser in particular, you know, no, because this is your core. Keston Hira is is a young player who the Brewers have club control for uh, four more years after this one, right? No, this is the guy you take your shot with. Josh Hader anchors your bullpen. He is has been absolute lights out. He's added a slider to his repertoire this year, and Saturday night notwithstanding, He's been dominant. He hasn't allowed a hit. You know, I know he blew up a little bit on Saturday night and, and, and walked five, you know, but no, he's been, he's been fantastic. And so I know the argument is, well, you, you, you get that the farm for me to trade with the value side. Yeah. If a team was willing to offer you just an insane deal. Okay. You know, you have to listen and the brewers always listen. I, I love how that's news, by the way. Well, the Brewers will listen if someone comes and talks to him about Hater. Well, duh. Everybody listens. That it means nothing. Uh, so I just, you know, I don't think anybody's going to offer that much for him. And you've got three years of club control. I know they're going to have to pay for him. You know, he was a Super 2 guy in arbitration, meaning he's going to make, he's making, you know, $4 million if they played a whole season this year. So it's going to go up and up. And he's going to be expensive, but that's worth it, right? The Brewers win with their bullpen, regardless of whether they ever get the offense going, whatever their starting pitching does, and it looks more promising now than it has in years, the Brewers win games 
They win postseason games. They make playoff runs with their bullpen. Their bullpen is the strength again this year. You talk about Devin Williams being another anchor for this bullpen. He's a he's rounding into form to be that guy. And Josh Hader, you know, you win that way. That's always the way you're going to win in Milwaukee. So why are you trading away your number one piece right now when you've got, again, three more years with the guy? I understand. Maybe if we're talking two years from now, even depending on circumstances next year, okay, maybe. But now, this year in this 60-game season, you know, where it just seems like it's not even real, <laughs> I mean, in, in some respects, no. You don't trade Hater now. I'm not seeing it. Now, I'm, I'm a little surprised at the amount of activity we have seen thus far at the trade deadline. I, I really didn't think we'd see a bunch. I mean, that's that was my thought process on how this was all going to go down. But we have seen a lot of moves. The Padres are, are going crazy. They're making a ton of moves. So that's been surprising to me. So, you know, maybe there's some deals for the Brewers. It, it'd be strange to see a trade deadline pass without the Brewers making a deal. That almost never happens. And, uh, you know, we'll see this the, today uh, by 3 o'clock and then probably a little bit beyond as any news comes out with the trade. We'll see what happens. But, again, trade, trade hater, the answer is no. So that brings us to tonight's game at Miller Park. We've talked about it. It's an important game to stop – you know, the the skid at one, it's not a skid. They lost a the game yesterday. But don't come back and drop right back to four below 500 and, and drop another to the Pirates. My goodness. Find a way to win this game tonight. Now, I don't know how, exactly how they're going to do that, but you never know in baseball. They have a couple things that are, you know, little little blots on the, uh, on the effort to try and win this game tonight. The Brewers have not named a starter. As of yet for tonight, it was Adrian Hauser, but after the uh, protest uh, last week, they saved him for tomorrow against Detroit uh, at Miller Park. So no starter for the crew named as of the time of taping this podcast. Could be Freddie Peralta, could be just a bullpen by committee game. I don't know. Brewers have an off day uh, coming up later in the week, I think on Thursday, after the two here against uh, Detroit at Miller Park. So that's, I guess... You keep that in mind as far as the, the rest of your pitching staff. But uh, they have not named a starter. And the Pirates have Trevor Williams going. Now, that name is not going to send you know, shockwaves uh, through the baseball world. Trevor Williams this year, 1-5, is ERA at 5.34. He had a blow-up start his last time out against the White Sox. In six innings, he allowed eight earned runs. So that's probably hurting his ERA a little bit. Before that, only one earned in four innings against Cleveland. And then on the uh, 13th of uh, August... Three earned and five against Cincinnati. He's an average major league pitcher, right? 4.29 career earned run average, 30 and 34 record. But when you dig into it as far as team matchups, Brewers have faced this guy uh, uh, eight, seven times as a starter, eight times overall. And his ERA against the crew is 2.74 in his career. So he's really done well against the Brewers. 42 and two-thirds innings, not a, not a small sample size. And Trevor Williams does well against the Brewers. In fact, it's the lowest uh, ERA in the National League Central among Central teams he's faced. And he's faced Central teams a lot. The Cubs own the guy. Six ERA plus. Uh, the Reds, he's at 3.13, respectable. The Cardinals, 5.32 ERA against. So he's uh, he's done well against the Brewers. It's one of those things, the inexplicable, right? Where the Brewers can't solve a guy that everybody else solves. You know, you ever feel that way? I'm sure every team has those pitchers. A lot of them have seemed to be on the Pirates over the years for the Brewers. 
And uh, Trevor Williams is that guy uh, for the crew. Uh, right-hander. So we'll see what happens. They can stay in the game and get a couple runs against him. You know, we'll see if, if they can figure out a way. It's just, again, it's not the most important game of the year, but it's an important game. Just just find a way to get through this and uh, and, fi- and find a win so you don't... <laughs> You know, you don't suffer against the Pirates here <laughs> again. And take three out of four from the series and get back to two games under 500, right? And then we'll see what we can go do from there for the Brewers. But, uh, yeah, you got to figure out a way to, to get this one tonight. So we'll have the full report for you tomorrow. Also tomorrow, we'll talk with Jack Stern. Uh, he was uh, he wrote an interesting article about Adrian Hauser and how maybe a little bit counterintuitive how Hauser uh, has used his best pitch more often this year, but it's not seeing the results that he, the same results he saw last year when he mixed his pitches a little more. So we'll talk about that uh, on tomorrow's podcast. I had a chance to talk to him earlier and uh, we will air that uh, interview on tomorrow's podcast in advance of Adrian Hauser's start against Detroit. So looking forward to that. Plus we'll recap this game and do everything we always do on lockdown brewers. That's tomorrow. So looking forward to talking to you then. You can find me always on Twitter at Cheesehead Talks, Facebook.com slash Lockdown Brewers, and also on Twitter at Lockdown Brewers. And any major podcast platform, tell a friend about Lockdown Brewers, and we will talk to you tomorrow when we deliver your daily Brewers fix right here on Lockdown Brewers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Yes.